And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Staird, and today we're going to talk with attorney Peter Olson of the Chicago Family Law Group about his practice, his law practice, and how he serves as an advocate for families, children, and individuals in the context of his family law practice. Obviously a very important part of the law, uh, critical to have godly men and women serving in that role. I'm an attorney, Noel Starrett, and uh, I'm a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys focusing on serving the body of Christ. Uh, we represent a lot of churches and ministries in the Chicagoland area. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, uh, not-for-profit administration. Uh, I also do some adoptions. And a lot of work we do is also in the religious liberty context. So we're fighting for your rights in the courts. If you want to find out more about Malk and Baker or Lawyers for Jesus Radio, you can call us 312-726-1243 or look us up online at com or call us 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook. But today, I really want to turn our attention to our guest, uh, Peter Olson. Good to have you. Thanks for having me, Noel. Well, tell us more about how you got into uh, family law and what was your your heart. Um, I guess it's one of those things, I guess, God leads you in strange ways sometimes. Um, uh, Initially, it was really just being employed by some firms that did some family law. And when we're talking family law, I guess what we're doing purely, almost exclusively, is divorce and child custody cases. And I'm just doing a little bit of that early in my career. Um, and sort of transitioning and actually sort of buying a part of a, a law practice at one time that did exclusively family law. So that really got me extremely focused on only doing those areas for about the last five or six years. And um, although, uh, you know, I'm happily married and didn't come from a broken family or have sort of that background, um, it's something I've really gotten a, a heart for in terms of the strife and just the the difficult times that people go through and really just being able to help people in, you know, surely there's a monetary piece to it, but also just the very real, almost sometimes more important non-money facets of family law and, you know, particularly the child-related issues. Yeah, I think that was really when I was going through law school uh, and I was like looking at the family law option. I couldn't um, get myself to think that I was going to be capable of handling the emotional toil. Um, we know God hates divorce, and I think uh, your your practice and what you've seen in divorce cases probably gives you enough evidence as to why God would hate it. Um, but uh, I just didn't know if I could handle it uh, because of the just the brokenness. And so, how do you you know when you get a case in? Um, how do you assess you know all the different components of its what's at play? Because obviously, there's the mo- money component, but you're just alluding to what you consider probably the more important facet, which is you know the other issues in terms of child, the children involved, the spiritual components, the emotional toil and, and, and task that these, uh, these people have in front of them? Um, well, obviously every case is a, a little bit different, but, um, uh, and I think it, it, for me it's very important that I think uh, with coming from a Christian perspective, it's just kind of talking through the options of, you know, do you want to go forward with 
a divorce. I think that's a that's a piece that is really lacking in in the court system, particularly where um, you know maybe somebody has a divorce filed against them, and you know, do you want to proceed? Is this something you don't always have to go down that route? You know, at a very top level, do you want to go down that route or don't you want to go down that route? Um, now, if you do want to go down that route, obviously there's some very you know critical advocacy and such in terms of protecting children you know, protecting people financially and things like that. But that's one sort of important mission I like to raise, especially if I know, you know, a potential or a client of ours is, you know, is a Christian. Mm-hmm. And really raising those questions about, is this something that actually has to happen? Yeah, and I think that's the pressure that you see uh, put on by, a lot, you know, it's business for a lot of family law firms. And and so they want to, you know, they'll go ahead with the divorce, but not asking that first question, is there an option? Is there is there a possibility of reconciliation? Is there is there a way we can save that? And I think that's a critical part. Where can people find out more about your firm? You know, um, best place would be our website, familylawchicago.com, or you can reach us at 312-893-5888. We're uh, a couple attorneys, a couple support staff in downtown Chicago, um, and pretty focused on on what we're doing. And I think we really have a heart for you know, helping families through challenging times. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett of the law firm Malk & Baker. We do not do family law, so we're uh, certainly not uh, competing with uh, Peter. Uh, I just really like to emphasize, however, um, you know, godly men and women that are out there serving the Lord and serving families and the children in the law. So I'm really glad that you've come on. And I want to talk um, about that, um, about the children primarily. Uh, talk to me about how... Perhaps the system doesn't rightly protect the children's interest, how the children can be caught up into it, and what you try to do with your clients that may uh, spare the children some of the grief. Well, um, on the child-related front, I mean, what would typically happen in sort of a contested, contested situation, and what I do personally, in addition to representing parents, is I do sometimes represent, I'm appointed by a judge to represent children, um, you know, as they're actually their attorney in a case. Um, you know, certainly you're bringing in a counseling component and often a, a you know, a therapist, whether, you know, a Christian or secular uh, piece. The, um, I think actually the court system actually does a pretty good job at the child piece. I don't think they're as good at sort of advocating the positives of marriage, mm. but there is actually a lot of pretty good, sometimes it's a little bit more, I guess, triage oriented than really sort of protection oriented, but... You know, there, there, there is, there are really a lot of good resource, resources in terms of um, requiring mediation through the court system, re- requiring an attorney for the children through the court system, and a lot of that mental health therapy piece. If you are involved in a, you know, sort of a heated and contested matter. Okay, and in terms of where where do you work in terms of your, is it just Chicago? Is it just Cook County, or what's your what's the scope of your practice? Um, we're Cook DuPage and Lake Counties. Okay, and tell, talk to me more about in terms of your representation of uh, children and reconciliation. Is there is there actual legal things that you do with the couples if they want to reconcile? I have a strategy that I've developed, and you know that I call the protect and delay strategy. And no joke, um, because there isn't really something in the court system that says, "Hey, we're trying to reconcile," and. Um, the court's going to do something really affirmatively, you know, whereas in, in a child-related, you know, if you have child-related issues, you know, sometimes you guys have to do do mediation. The case is paused for a little while. The same doesn't apply if you if a client says to me, hey, I'm not so sure I want to go forward. 
But the strategy I've developed, no joke, is basically it's pretty easy to slow things down in the court system. And then I basically counsel and suggest, hey, take advantage of resources, whether it be pastors, Mm. counselors, and such outside the court system to do your very best to, you know, to reconcile, to, you know, to do the mental health therapy piece that I'm not necessarily an expert at, but I can absolutely buy time if if that would be a client's goal. So, okay, so you have a client that comes in and perhaps the other side or even your client initially uh, is kind of uh, going into the race of the court to proceed and kind of fast track the divorce, but yet you have um, seen throughout your practice just an ability that if we slow things down, there still may be chance or hope for the for the relationship. I literally have represented a woman uh, in a Lake County case where that was our strategy twice. She was a colleague of mine, a friend from church. Two different times we took the protect and delay strategy. Two different times uh, her husband div- uh, dismissed the case because there was some effective reconciliation hmm. outside the court system. That's that's wonderful to hear in terms of just saving marriages. And so just in terms of your experience, um, and I, what you mentioned was that the court perhaps doesn't do as good a job affirming the value of marriage. Uh, talk to us about that. You know, this is separate from your work, but what have you seen in terms of the value of marriage, what it adds to a child, what it adds to a couple? Because I think ultimately when you look at the culture, there's so much around us that we're watching uh, and looking at, and marriage is downplayed or, you know, almost passe at this point. Yeah, um, I almost think it's sort of sad sometimes, right? You go through some of the controversies with whatever, same sex and things like this, and not to say that's not an important issue, but within the context of, um, you know, traditional heterosexual marriage, what can we be doing to strengthen these marriages, and, you know, why is marriage good? I mean, Right at a at, at a pure secular level, I mean, you you can absolutely look at the numbers. I mean, just getting ready to talk to you today, um, you know, married married families seven point five percent poverty rate when you when you're looking at single parents, whether unmarried or post divorce, mm. you're at like thirty four percent. I mean, they're great, you know, totally irrespective of religious faith issues, uh, great reasons to be supporting marriage, and it just seems our culture isn't. Uh, isn't doing that in terms of like sort of public policy that, you know, marriage is good for everybody. Yeah. And I think that's what I would like to spend uh, coming up talking to you more about. I really would like to delve into in all the cases you've had, uh, you know, as a family law attorney, if we can help identify what are the, what are the things that you've seen that have kind of given the grounds for the marriage or what are the main issues that uh, couples fight over that turn into the dissolution of marriage and how, as a culture or as a church um, or even as lawyers, can we counteract those things um, so that we can kind of short-circuit them before they divide us? Um, and so that's what I want to talk to uh, you uh, coming up. Uh, we will talk more with uh, Peter Olson of the Chicago Family Law Group. And this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Tune in every Saturday at 3 o'clock to listen to us. If you are a church, ministry, or have other legal needs, give us a call, 312-726-1243. If we can't help you, uh, we'd be happy to put you in touch with an attorney who can. Uh, when you call us with a family law problem, or if you call me, I uh, often will just give you Peter's number. So, Peter, what is that number? 312-893-5888. All right, coming up, we're going to talk more with Peter about uh, what leads to divorce and how we as a church and a people and as attorneys can counteract those things.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett, a partner with the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago. You can call us 312-726-1243 with your legal problems. If you've got a family law issue, still call us and I'll give you Peter Olson's number. Peter Olson is an attorney with the Chicago Family Law Group. Uh, Peter, we've had a lot of time to discuss uh, some of your um, experience representing families and um, people in divorces and children even. Uh, one of the things I do want to ask is, in all your experience in the courts, what are some of the issues that do lead to divorce? Uh, what, you know, you, you've seen the evidence, you've seen the cases. What are some of the common issues? Um, boy, small question there, Noel. Um, here, here are three or four things I see repeatedly, quite honestly. Um, number one here, sort of funny but true, is I'm thinking of our intake paperwork, and you see a lot of people, I think, um, who got married at courthouses. Hmm. Understand? So, you know, the idea that you got married at the Rolling Meadows Courthouse or the Skokie Courthouse, I don't think is that critical. But you know sure. what I see? I think it's people who maybe didn't do a lot of premarital planning. You know what yes. I'm talking about? When I, Before I got married, I'm thinking about quarter to six months of good, you know, biblical uh, counseling from other married people. Or I think my my church had a pre-marriage class or something like that, right? Do, doing the process before you're getting married. I think that's one thing I see repeatedly. Mm. Um, it's almost like an easy in, easy out. You know, if you're not, you know, we like to look at the the wedding costs these days. <laughs> They're astronomical. People are putting down $40,000 for a wedding and, you know, giving a lot of planning for all of that and, you know, doing all the pastoral counseling. Some of us think, well, maybe that's a little overboard. But what I'm hearing from you is, no, the, when you when it's hard to get into and, and you're putting a lot of thought in the beginning and maybe not uh, so easy to say, well, we, you know, went out and got our license and then turned around and we can... No, and all that or dissolve that. The $25,000 wedding reception at the Nice Country Club might not be necessary, but I think good, you know, mentoring or counseling sure. from a church prior to, because that's actually one of the boxes I see for sure. It's basically probably people who shouldn't have gotten married in the first place. And, and if I would have been um, at a pre-marriage counseling class talking about finances and kids, et cetera, yes. with my prospective wife, I probably don't get married and then I probably don't get divorced. I see that one okay. pretty consistently. I think a second box I see pretty consistently um, would be the person who, you know, sort of the leave and cleave idea. I see that one a lot. What do you, what do you mean by that? Meaning? I think I know what you mean, but. Meaning, uh those are the people who, honestly, they're getting, there's a lot of tension and oftentimes they're getting divorced early on. I'm saying, you know, three to seven year marriages where, you know, they're still, you know, buddy, buddy with their parents and friends and the spouse isn't really being, you know, that primary relationship that, you know, we read about in Genesis and I think is a consistent biblical theme. Um, so, you gotta, so if you're a guy, you got to say, Goodbye, mom. I don't, you know, I can't uh, hold your hand through this. I need to uh, bond with my wife. And so uh, you absolutely need to see that. That's one that that screams to me every day, because honestly, it's something I've been challenged as somebody, you know, I've been married, you know, 11 years now. That's been the number one challenge in my marriage. It's sort of um, changing roles of extended family. Mm -hmm. Once you've gotten married, changing roles, uh, your role with uh, maybe some of your close friends once you get married, because, you know. Uh, yeah, that, that can, you don't want those people, <laughs> that person cannot be equal to your spouse. Absolutely yes. cannot be. And, um, a big problem. And I, I think the last sort of consistent category I see, you know, to, to alert people to, 
I think would be the um, the people who don't continue to build and grow their marriage. Mm-hmm. And these are actually oftentimes the least, I would say, least contentious. But it's like, here we are at year 20, and now our two children are off at college, and we haven't developed our marriage. We haven't developed our relationships. And now that we don't have the kids, um, you know, band concerts and football games to go to, it's like, we don't have anything anymore. So. Yeah. That's the third category that I see the, you know, the people who probably shouldn't have gotten married, the people who probably, you know, weren't putting their spouse at the priority level. And then sort of the people who aren't continuing to grow and build, you know, the spousal relationship. And then lo and behold, at year 20, the kids are gone. Hey, we're not in love anymore. Sure. And there's just not there that nobody's put in the time, the investment. They've kind of long ago given up, even though they didn't recognize it. And so, um, you know, moving on isn't isn't that hard because they haven't developed that connection and grown it. I think that's, you know, I, frankly, those weren't the three that I would have named, but I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett of Malkin Baker. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Peter Olson about his practice as a family law attorney. So let's talk then and turn about, you know, how can churches or us as individuals counteract what's going on in this culture, which is really what I see is, in many respects, uh, an attack on marriage, uh, either portrayed in um, what we watch on TV as marriage being superfluous or something passe, an old tradition that uh, we don't need to engage in anymore. Um, So what do you see? What are the things that we can individually do, and what can we do as our churches? Um, Well, I mean, I I would— Somewhat repeat what uh, what I said, just basically about the importance of um, you know the premarriage counseling. I was actually actually playing golf with an elder at my church in the last uh, month or so, and I guess they're even doing uh, pre engagement counseling. Hmm. Sort of the idea that you want to have you want to impart that uh, expertise and wisdom on people even before they're getting engaged, because once you're engaged, you're sort of on that train track where it might be hard to stop it if sure. you see some things that you don't like. So that was actually a great, great piece, a uh, great thought that this gentleman had given me um, recently. I think, I think those two pieces, um, and just sort of thinking of how to reach these people who maybe they're in a divorce situation, maybe there's an active case in court, um, and it's not over at that point. I was literally at a um, seminar with sort of a, a therapist, not necessarily with a, with a Christian worldview, in the last couple of weeks. And she was talking about some research that was done up in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, um, where 30% of people who had active cases in that, I think it's Hennepin County and Minneapolis, you mm-hmm. know, so a large urban county, 30% of people with active cases really uh, did not want to proceed with a divorce. You know, maybe they filed to who knows what, send a message sure. or, you know, maybe, you know, get some change or they were upset and, you know, maybe their their girlfriend suggested it was a good idea, but 30%, right? Almost a third wow. of cases, even though they're going through a divorce, quote, quote, are at a stage where there is, you know, a way to, to reconcile if, you know, like I said, I don't think the court system is doing, so maybe that's an opportunity for the church, you know, um, so I suppose that's sort of a fellowship transparency issue. If people are, are knowing that that's, that's happening, um, it still can be saved. I think it's bottom line. And how about this? Here's another question. Uh, each divorce creates two people then who become divorcees, and they're then trying to lead a life. And um, I know 
plenty of people who have been divorced and then are trying to find a place uh, where they can have the healing that they need and the hope and support that they can be given. What do you think the church can do with respect to ministering to those who have gone through a divorce? Because you've, you've seen people on both sides of this, and I think that's one of the areas that I would like to see um, the churches grow in, in understanding, you know, this person has gone through this, and what, how can we minister to somebody who's been through a divorce? Um, well, I know, I mean, one resource I, I uh, send people to these days is, you know, um, Family Life Today, uh, that, that organization, they have a whole blended family ministry now that's pretty good. They have a lot of good resources there. Um, I know uh, my church, and I would recommend to other churches, you know, sort of a, a you know, a divorce ministry, because clearly, uh, you know, healing has to happen. And I think, in a sense, new skills need to be developed, too, right? There's definitely a, a, a healing component, but also, a, hey, your life is different. Your relationships are different. Your parenting setup is different. And uh, you need to bring a new set of sort of skills and abilities um, there. So I think the reality is, right, in a sense, churches, certainly one analogy for a church is is a hospital, right? You're dealing with sort of, you know, you know, sinners who are, you know, sick in a sense, right? Right. Um, and, you know, that this is certainly an area where, you know, people need healing, people need help. And um, um, and I, I think back to, what is it, 2 Corinthians first chapter, where um, we talk about God as a comforter, yeah. but then also us being transparent so we can be comfortors for other people. I mean, there's tremendous resources when you think of the people who, um, you know, maybe who have gone through these same issues and being open uh, to, you know, I mean, there's just, right, there are tremendous people within churches who've gone through these situations right. and who are, who can be comforters for others potentially who are going through them too. Well, I really appreciate you coming on uh, today. I think it's wonderful that uh, men and women of God are going into uh, the law, going and getting their law degrees and going into family law because it's such a need. It's, it's so important to have um, you guys there, um, not only to provide wise counsel and to uphold marriage, but also to be that um, that advocate in the courts uh, when the children are being, their interest is not uh, being recognized. And so thank you so much for coming on. Would you mind just providing one last time your information, uh, phone number, and website? Sure. I'm Peter Olson, Managing Partner, Chicago Family Law Group, familylawchicago.com and 312-893-5888. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you for having me, Noel. No problem. Uh, well, if you have another legal need that's not family law related, uh, please call us at Malkin Baker. You can call us 312-726-1243. We're a group of Christian attorneys in Chicago. We take cases across the country that involve civil liberties, religious land use cases, uh, but we also do a general practice. So we can help your business. We can get into court and do some litigation if you need that. Um, but call us at 312 726 one, two, four, three, or look us up online at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. And please tune in every weekend to, for Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Hopefully we'll uh, have another wonderful guest. Thank you again, Peter, for coming on. Look forward to talking to you next week. to serve somebody Yes indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody 